Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 184, week 6 recap of the 2018 Alabama turkey season. And I am your host, and the guy who has mixed emotions about Alabama's turkey season ending. That's right. I'm surprised that I'm even remotely understandable at this point between the sobbing and my bottom lip being poked out because we are 300, man that hurts to say, 315 days, 11 hours, 34 minutes, and 12 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. Yeah, that's a long time from now, but I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, okay, I've got two turkey hunting trips out of state coming up. That'll pretty much carry me through the end of May. That'll make us about 200 and let's say 85 days away from opening the spring turkey season. And then summertime will be here. And as we all know, summertime flies by. Football season starts. And as we all know, football season flies by. And in the middle of football season, deer season starts, and deer season always flies by. And in Alabama, deer season runs all the way to February the 10th, which is entirely too long of a season, but that's not on our subject today. And as soon as deer season ends, we have the NWTF convention in Nashville. And then after that ends, well, it's time to get serious about getting out and looking for turkeys, because at that point, we'll be less than 30 days away from the opening day of spring turkey season. So welcome to 2019 and goodbye 2018. (laughs) I just made us all a year older in a hurry, didn't I? Okay, I hated to put us a week behind this season's action last week by doing a rerun, but I really didn't have a choice. Work had to have me. And man, what a crappy week of work it was too. I'm glad that week is over, but this week's not looking much more fun. Now, let's get into the recap of week six of Alabama's 2018 turkey season. Okay, Thursday, April the 19th, in the morning, I actually didn't hunt because I was leaving that afternoon to meet my buddy Steve in Mississippi to hunt in Mississippi for the weekend. So after arriving in Mississippi, we went on a little afternoon hunt where it was kind of a tour of the property and 
of course, trying to drum up the interest of a male wild turkey. Most of this property that we hunted flooded the week before, and it was nasty muddy. We didn't have anything going on Thursday afternoon in the woods, nor did we see a lot of sign, but that was okay because there was a huge steak. I mean a huge steak. Salad, cold beers, and great camaraderie lined up for the evening, and those things did not disappoint. It was a good time. So, you know, I've mentioned before that really at heart, I'm an explorer, and I think most of us hunters are explorers. So I was excited about what Friday morning would bring because this was a new piece of property to me and a new piece of property to Steve. He had never turkey hunted this property before. And the guy who owns the property who is with us doesn't really turkey hunt. So this was going to be a journey for all of us. Well, Friday morning, April the 20th, or as some of you may know it, 420. At daybreak, we heard one turkey gobble about three times, and that turkey was off the property. And that was it. We did a lot of walking, we did a lot of calling, and we saw a grand total of two sets of turkey tracks and all the fresh mud and muck on this property. And it appeared that the flooding moved the turkeys out of the property, and they just hadn't moved back in yet. And I'm not 100% sure that they are going to move back in because, as we all know, hen turkeys, they like to set up shop this time of year and nest. And they're always looking for a good place to nest where they think their nest will be successful. And I cannot imagine that they would think their nest would be successful along the river bottom when the river has flooded so much this past winter and early spring. This property that we hunted was really nice looking property. And I can imagine that it's probably loaded with turkeys during a drier spring. But this spring in the southeast, just like it is for much of the country, ain't no dry spring. Friday afternoon, Steve and I loaded up and we headed to his hunting camp, which is on higher ground, drier ground, for an afternoon hunt. And we were going to hunt there Saturday as well. So Friday afternoon, we arrive and we go on a long walk, probably a three mile trek and it was a little disappointing as we saw little to no sign in the area that we were in so we changed areas and bingo we saw some evidence of a male wild turkey being in the area because he left several footprints in the road and there was a bunch of sign from female wild turkeys as well now we didn't get any response walking and calling Friday afternoon, so we decided to see if we could get one to gobble on the roost, and we scored. And obviously, at that point, we knew we were definitely going in that area Saturday morning. Friday night consisted of another huge steak, more cold beers, more salad, and crawfish sausage, which I'd never had before, and it was pretty good. And of course, more great camaraderie as well. I had a really good time on this trip. And of course, now I am very excited about Saturday morning because we know that there is a gobbler in the area and we know where his tracks are in the road. We just have to get to that road and be ready for him. The question is, what part of the road? This road that this turkey's hanging out on is just a big semicircle that connects to the county road. And this gobbler is pretty much working this entire area, and he's up and down this road. Well, Saturday morning rolls around, April the 21st, and we decided to go a little north 
of the area that we thought the turkey was roosted in. I dropped a pin on my Onyx map and thought that we had a pretty good feel of where this turkey was. We were standing in the road, I would say 200 yards from where we thought the turkey was roosted. And after a lot of effort, we finally got a turkey to gobble. What we didn't know at the time was that was not the same turkey. We didn't know 100% where the turkey was roosted, but it didn't sound like this turkey that gobbled could have been the same turkey that we ended up hunting. And I'll get into that a little bit more here in just a second. So we slip into the woods after this turkey that has gobbled one time. And the turkey is not terribly far, maybe 150 yards from us. So we get in the woods about 75 yards and the woods are fairly thick. And we sit down and we call. And I thought I heard a turkey fly down, but I couldn't swear to that. I never heard any drumming. I never heard any gobbling. And then after we've been sitting there about 10 minutes, a turkey gobbles off into the bottom down below us. This turkey's probably 300 yards from us. Now, I'm not saying a turkey can't cover 400 yards in a matter of 10 minutes because they very easily can, but I just don't think that the turkey that started gobbling good down in the bottom was the same turkey that we got close to on the roost. Well, after listening to the turkey in the bottom gobble about six or eight times, we decided we needed to get up and go. So we tried to put together a game plan and Steve said, well, do you want to back out and hit the road that we were on, make the loop around and try to get on the other side of the turkey so that the turkey is between us and the county road? And I think one of my mistakes on this hunt was I said, no, let's go straight to him. Because I think all we need to do is get to this road that he is on, because I think he's on the road already this morning. We need to get to this road, and I think we can call him down the road to us. And it would be quicker for us to walk straight to the road than it would be to back out onto the road above the turkey, loop all the way around, and get on the other side of him. And I don't want to run the risk of this turkey calling in a hen, so every minute of time right now is precious. So we did just that. We started, I'm going to say straight to the turkey because pretty much we did. And we were in the bottom, turkey's in the bottom, but the turkey is on the road now. The turkey is strutting up and down the road and he's gobbling like crazy. Well, we slip in there, we get about 75 yards from the turkey and I call and the turkey responds. We sit there for about five minutes. The turkey's gobbling, gobbling in the same spot and he's gobbling. And I looked at Steve and I said, He's not coming. He's where he wants to be. He's in the strut zone that he wants to be in. And we need to get back out and get around him just a little bit. And then my second mistake was made. I said, no, I think with the terrain the way it is and with this brush in the woods the way that it is, the underbrush, I think that I can slip in closer to him and hopefully get to where He's working that strut zone and he's down at the far end of the strut zone as I work my way up to where I can see the strut zone. And then when he works his way back to me, I'll be able to see him and he'll be in range. So as I'm slipping up to the turkey to get a little bit closer, he stops gobbling. And I thought, OK, there's a very good chance I've spooked him. But there is a very slight chance that he's called a hen in and that he's either there breeding her or he has walked off with her. So I kept working my way up to the road. Finally, I got to where I was in a what I felt like was a good location to be able to see the road. And I called 
and the turkey gobbled, and he's about 250 yards away from us. And at this point in time, I stood up, I signaled for Steve to come on, and he came to the road, and we walked up the road to get a little bit closer to the turkey. Now the turkey's moved up on a ridge, and there's this very small food plot up on this ridge. So we try to get as close as we can to that ridge. We sit down and we call. The turkey's gobbling, turkey's gobbling, and he moves off the ridge. Well, at that point in time, I thought, okay, we can call him back on top of this ridge. So we move up, we set up on top of the ridge, just off the food plot, and we start calling. And the turkey starts hammering it. He's gobbling, and he's drumming, and he's getting closer, and he's getting closer and closer. He gets to about 60, 65 yards, and the drumming stops, and the gobbling stops. And then about 10 minutes later, the turkey gobbles, and he's down in the bottom on the opposite side of the ridge from the bottom that he was in when we started hunting him. At that point in time, he moved off the property, and our hunt was over. So in hindsight, looking back at that hunt, here's what I think happened. I think that, well, I don't think. I know I was too aggressive, and I can be a little too aggressive sometimes, but I think that at times to kill a turkey, we have to be aggressive. That if we're not aggressive and we don't make a move and we sit back and we watch what happens and we don't take action, a turkey's going to be a turkey and they're going to do what they want to do. Sometimes we have to force the issue. So again, in hindsight, I was too aggressive. We should have backed out. We should have gone all the way back out to the road, looped all the way around, and where we would have come in would have been on top of that ridge that had the food plot on it. I didn't know this. Steve didn't know this. Steve's not a turkey hunter, but it appears that that turkey's normal route is to hit the road in that first little bottom, gobble, try to get some action going on. If he can't get some action going on, he moves up on top of the hill and he gobbles. And if he can't get action going on there, he goes down into the next bottom and he gobbles. And he's just working his route. We were never on his route. And that was a huge problem for us. We were behind the eight ball from the start and didn't know it. And that pretty much was Saturday's hunt. And around lunchtime, Steve and I loaded up and headed back to Birmingham. Sunday morning, April the 22nd, I'd already decided I was going to my property south of Birmingham. And I was going to spend a little bit of time there. I'd gone to church Saturday night. I had as much time as I needed Sunday morning, except... There was rain moving in to the area at some point during Sunday morning. I know there are birds coming onto my place south of Birmingham, but they're not coming in at a set time. It's not like they're coming in from 8.30 to 10 a.m. every morning. They're coming in between 8 o'clock in the morning and 6 o'clock in the evening. So I know that if I'm going to kill a turkey on my place, which is one of my goals for the season, I've got to get out there and I've got to camp out. And I've got to be patient. And that is something I'm not very good at anymore. I used to be very patient. But as I've gotten older, for me to sit in one spot in one area, my mind starts to wander. And it starts to think about all the things I need to be doing at work. It starts to think about all the things that I need to be doing at home around the house. And I get antsy. Well, it's hard to be antsy on 24 acres of property. But I've got in my mind, I'm dead set on shooting a turkey on my place. So Sunday morning is going to be the morning. And Sunday morning, there is a male wild turkey sighting and a shot fired. Sounds like a good day, doesn't it? So Sunday morning, 
I get to my place early, get out of the truck, and I hear a turkey gobbling off in the distance. If you've paid attention to me telling the stories about hunting my place, you know already that the birds typically do not roost on my property. They roost on the neighbor's property. They fly down. They may be on the neighbor's property for an hour. They may be on the neighbor's property for eight hours. Eventually, they come on to my place. Well, Sunday morning, one of the three turkeys I've been hearing gobble over there was actually gobbling in the bottom just off of the main ridge that runs through my property. And he's closer than he normally is to my property. So I thought, hey, this may happen pretty quick this morning. So I'm walking around and calling, much like a hen would if she were feeding. He's gobbling every so often, and sounds like he's starting to move my direction. So I walk to the end of one of my food plots, and I am between where the turkey's gobbling and the ridge that he wants to be on, or I think he wants to be on. And I call and he gobbles, and I said, all right, I've got to sit down because he's going to step into this food plot any time now, and I need to be ready. So I step off the food plot, and when I do, just the way the terrain is over there on my place, it's hilly. And when I step 15 feet, 20 feet off of my food plot, I am so far downhill that I can only see about a fourth or a fifth of the food plot. So I just decided at that point in time, I'm just going to stand up. So I get behind a good-sized pine tree, get my gun propped up on one of the branches, and I'm waiting. Now I can see almost the entire food plot, and I can see down the road that runs along this ridge. And I'm waiting, and I'm thinking this gobbler is going to come up on top of the ridge into the food plot at about my one o'clock, and he's going to move from my right to my left, which will put him in range and give me the opportunity to get a shot at him. When all of a sudden I look down the road towards the end of the food plot, and I see a turkey walk up out of the woods and start feeding in the food plot. And it was a hen. So I'm watching this hen, and I'm thinking, all right, she's either with him or he's by himself working in this direction to try to meet up with her. But she's, at this stage, she's probably 75 yards from me. And she's just feeding around. There's no general direction or path that she's taking. She's just feeding. But I'm hopeful that he'll come up into the food plot, see her start displaying, and she'll eventually work her way towards me. I feel like I'm in a good place. There's no reason for me to move at this point. Well, not five minutes after she pops into the food plot, here he comes from the same place that she came from. And he... Okay, so that is all that I have for you guys for the free portion of this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. If you would like to hear the rest of this week's episode, then all you need to do is text the word 44-TURKEY-HUNTER. Make it one word with no spaces. Turkey Hunter to the number 44222. Once you text the word Turkey Hunter to 44222, I will text you back and ask you to respond with only your email address. When you respond with only your email address, I will then email you a link that you can click on and you can click that link with your mobile device and you can set up a username and a password and pay the $12 per year subscription for the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast that will allow you to hear the rest of this week's episode and all of the premium content for the previous episodes 
as well as the premium content for the next 52 weeks. That's it. It's easy to become a subscriber. It's very inexpensive to become a subscriber. And I think that you'll get way more than $12 worth of entertainment and knowledge out of your $12 investment. All right, so before I turn you loose on the turkeys this week, because I know most of you guys are still turkey hunting out there, even though we are done here in Alabama, I'd like for you to do me a big favor, please, and leave a five-star rating and review for the show on your podcast player application. Doing so really helps those who stumble onto the show to decide if they want to listen in or not. It's a huge help for me, and it's a great way for you to give a little bit back to the show. That is all that I have for you guys this week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.